Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Orange and Brew, the podcast where we made our two favorite pastimes, the Denver Broncos and beer. I am JT Matthews. You can find me at JTMatthews01 on Twitter. And I am here with the illustrious Dr. Nicholas Manning at DR underscore and Manning on Twitter. And of course, you can follow us at Orange underscore and underscore brew on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, happy Rosh Hashanah to our friends, uh, our Jewish friends. John is celebrating today, and so he's not with us. So it's just uh, the doc and I. But we're happy to to come to you on a victory Monday. I almost said Tuesday. I was getting a little ahead of myself. <laughs> wishful, th- wishful thinking for the work week. <laughs> victory Monday. How are you feeling yeah. after after a? Um, well, we'll get into the the details of the game, but we'll just mm-hmm. say the not the prettiest win. No. But you know, like uh, like our, our dear friend Lindsay Bebo tweeted out earlier, right? The the uh, illustrious words of of uh, what was his name? What's the main character from Fast and Furious? Vin Diesel's character, Dom. Dom. Yeah, Dom Toretto. It's not a you know you don't have to win it. You know, wins a win, whether it's an inch or a mile, right? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> No, hey man, this feels pretty good. You know, I uh, how we felt after that Monday night loss, that was rough. Yeah, one point yeah. loss. You know, you all the woulda, coulda, shouldas. They didn't make plays when they needed to. They found some ways. You know, made some made some clutch plays in uh in the win against Houston. You know, not the prettiest of wins either. And then against a a really good. San Francisco team, right? That defense is phenomenal. So I feel pretty good about it. You know, I, I'd rather, I'd rather be complaining on a Monday about how just the style points that you had in the win than, uh, than revisiting the things that you should have done to get a win. Yeah. yeah. I think they will have plenty of time to talk about all of those things. Uh, but a win's a win, right? Like we're in the professional division. It hasn't been pretty. Uh, we anticipated some growing pains from the coaching staff. And uh, I think, you know, we, we, though it's been rougher than we expected, we expected some growing pains from the offense as well. And uh, you're not in a bad place as a team, as an organization, you got to put this behind you and keep moving forward and, mm-hmm. and keep building that chemistry and that togetherness. So, uh, you know, take the wins when you get them, because they were, they were hard to come by for the last few years. <laughs> that is the that that is the truth. That is the truth. I mean, it really is like a you know this this league in general. I'm kind of looking at the the scores. 
So there were, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then 10 with the, the Denver game. So 10 games out of what, 14, 15, 16 games yeah. that were one score games. I had like, the NFL's hard, you know? Yeah, totally. It, you know, they, there weren't, there are not a lot of blowouts. Um, and it was really good to see the Chargers get blown out. Just yeah. saying. That was, Just that was the best blowout for sure. That was the best. That was dope. Um, you know that gets it's pretty crazy right like that that this league is just this league is tight and so i i think we should be pretty thrilled with with being two on so on top of the afc west you know you're 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 vying for home field advantage in the yeah. playoffs like any given sunday man whatever other cliche we can throw out there feel good about it i feel good about it you know i don't there are things to improve i think but you you at least saw some um some fortitude from this team, right? That's and, true. And and that part should be good. Are there things clean up? Yeah. You know, uh, there has yet to be a perfect game. Probably. Um but you know, you got to be thrilled about it. And if you're not, I feel bad for you. You know, I feel bad for you and you probably need a hug. Do I why you can't? Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be it's a competitive league. I mean, it seems like everyone uh, is at least keeping games close. You know, I think there's more talent or as much talent as there's ever been in the NFL. It seems like every team has someone that's a game changer. So enjoy it while you can. Let's get into the details of the game a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit hard to watch. You and I watched it together. Uh, we uh, went through various stages of, of grumpy and excited, mostly mostly grumpy on my um so lots of missed opportunities lots of punts i think they yep. said seven i think we said 17 punts altogether uh 10 by denver seven by uh san francisco it it was sloppy a sloppy game i heard uh one of the national pundits uh call it like grotesque or something like that from an offensive standpoint for both teams um that's hard that's hard to stomach a little bit you know that's hard to stomach hearing that but I don't think it's necessarily unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What what was your overall takeaway about the offensive performance? Because I think we know that it was rough. Um, I, I guess I'm just wondering, you know, where, where do the Broncos go from here to improve, to start improving? Um, and what does Russ need to do differently moving forward? Oh yeah. So let's let's start with it's a big question. Start with one. Yeah. There's a lot start. of there's a lot of pieces to that. There's layers. It's like an onion. <laughs> you know, Russ, this was this was probably the most concerning game from a um from a crispness, right? I, I think we, we saw quite a few drops, in my opinion, last week that should yeah. have been grabs that would have significantly changed you know what his stat line looked like i thought he looked pretty good last week the thing that you and i had talked about before and i know talking about it with john was when is russ gonna run right you know like when is that gonna happen and so that part had been concerning for me for a while hard h there 
because that really is what made him dynamic. And I know you're learning the offense. You, you want to be on time so that everyone else knows where to be at kind of West coast precision. Yeah. But at some point you gave a guy a boatload of money and you, he should earn it, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that should be the, mm-hmm. um, that should be kind of the, the issue there. And once he started using his legs a little bit, you saw the offense come to life. Right. And especially right. kind of that last touchdown drive. That's what makes it different. His ability to be able to escape the threat of him escaping. You have to start planning for that. If you're not planning for that, you know, he's a, he's a good quarterback in the pocket. He's not Tom Brady, right? Where he's going to pick you apart and assure you from there. In my opinion, right. there's just not right. a lot of the, there's just not a lot of guys like that. So having him be that, that dynamic playmaker again, was really nice to see. It's tough to really slam this team for not and not really having a lot of success on the ground against a team, in my opinion, that you know, their linebackers are are quick, they're they're tough. I mean, they were filling holes faster than um never mind. They were just they were doing a good job filling holes. And uh <laughs> and um you know that part is that part is tough. So I think I also think the Broncos you know, lost some benefit of, you know, a, a couple, you know, a, a corner getting a fingernail on the ball to Jerry Judy, yeah. right? He misses yeah. that. We presume Jerry catches that. It's a big touchdown. Bosa leg whips, you know, Russ, they pick up the flag, which is just, I still don't understand that. Um, yeah, that drive keeps alive. It probably adds in some points. McManus, you know, misses a, a fueled goal, which again, um, you know, they're not able to get the two points. You just see some of those things. So my opinion, I think that they need to get Russ on the edge more. They need to yeah. do quite a bit of what they – I think they did in week one. I don't know why that it was super creative in week one. It seems like maybe uh, they were trying to batten down the hatches a little bit this week. It seemed a little bit more conservative. Uh, so that, to me, is is where this this team will get different. And if they, they can't do that or they won't do that, it makes the, the offense pretty pedestrian. Yeah. I think for the first time we saw – Game management wasn't an issue, and I, I'm pretty sure you and John talked about it last pod, but uh, Hackett brought in uh, an assistant coach to help um, kind of manage the game the game time stuff that, that he was struggling with. So it was nice to see uh, that there wasn't any of those issues, you know, which I think have, have been one of his biggest uh, negatives so far. So there's a positive there. Um, I do wonder though, like I wonder from on the offensive side, as far as the play calling goes, what what has changed? And I don't know if that's if that's a, a readiness thing. Is that a team readiness thing or offensive readiness thing? Do you think that players are still learning the system and maybe they don't feel comfortable with all the calls that were made in, initially, and so they're pulling it back a little bit? Or do you think that they, after losing kind of that early game one? maybe they felt it was in their best interest to be a little more conservative and simplify the game plan. Yeah. I think, I think that there's still a level of, of continuity. That's just not there yet. Yeah. From the whole, you know, the whole gamut from coaches, play calling schematic, right. New quarterback, new receivers. I mean, it's just going to take a bit. I think most of us knew that, that this offense was going to take a bit to get going and yet we're just not patient for that. So we know it, but it's a, you know, we're prisoners of the moment all of the time. 
you know, we talked about it with John last week. I expect this offense to look like it should by, you know, around week eight, which feels like forever. But that that to me is kind of when it'll happen. You know, you kind of you, you looked at it. They were averaging 12 and a half penalties a game through the first two weeks, only five for 30 yards in this game. Um, so you, you saw a significant change in kind of the discipline against a really good team, which is a positive sign, right? Did their uh, much more, you know, they're much more um, focused and in the right position where they're, you know, they're they're able to make you know the right plays and right reads. Right. Um, I think it'll just be a bit, you know, and not being able to really get the running game going um, was a, I think, was a really difficult thing for the defense. But the attempts are there, which I really like. So there's a commitment to this style of play. Thirty three carries. If you add Russ's three in there still uh, for 101 yards, they kind of won the rushing battle, if you will, um, yeah. which I think goes to show like uh, some of the really positive things that they were able to do. So I, I liked it. I, I think I like the, you know, the focus on they had the ball for 34 minutes, 34, 29 to, um, to San Francisco's 25, 31. They ran 70 offensive plays. I think that probably encapsulates some of the punts, which there were a lot from both sides. But they were, you know, they were on the field um, a, a lot, considering they punted a lot. And so being able to manage that, sustain a really long drive for a touchdown. So it wasn't pretty, but I think it won't be for a little bit. Um, but what we had talked about in the offseason is Russ is good enough to elevate and make enough plays until they figure it out. If Russ plays like he did in the fourth quarter. Right, right. Russ plays like he did in the first and second quarter. You know, missing some some easy throws, kind of really forcing himself to be in the pocket, then um, then we're going to see kind of what we saw, which will yeah. which will be maddening for most of us. And and you know, kind of going back to the thing, I know that you have been frustrated with a bit. I have been less frustrated, but I'm am getting there. Is Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You can't keep fumbling the ball. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, three fumbles in three games. He's a good player. But that aspect. And so sometimes when he puts the ball on the ground, it just feels like the worst possible moments, right? It's not when you're up, you're up 14 in the second quarter, you know, at the 40 yard line, you know, their 40 yard line, like, oh, dang, like that stinks. But it's, you know, fourth and one against Philly. It's at the goal line against Seattle, right? Like just these kind of miscues. And I know he landed on it, which was great. Um, but that stuff can't happen. This team just isn't good enough right now to overcome those yeah. things. And against a defense like that, if that would have really, you know, if they would have got that, I think the Broncos lose. You know, it it would have it would have significantly turned the tide. So those things and that specific thing has to get cleaned up uh you yeah. got to be able to win the turnover battle you got to keep winning it until your offense is really humming which it'll take a bit it really will yeah and i've been personally pretty hard on melvin gordon and it's not I, i'm not upset that he's a part of this roster i think he's valuable to this team but i've always yeah you know first the 
through the first few games, especially, I feel like Javante has been the more productive back, you know, he's been able to get more out of his carries. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been more sound with the ball, even though, you know, I'll give, I'll give uh, Javante a little slap on the hand for his fumble in the first game. That was a blown up play, but regardless, you got to hold on to the ball. Um, But I, I just feel like the touches are uneven. You know, I feel like Javante should have two to one touches over Melvin uh, and and especially like when the game's coming down to the end, you want your best players on the field. Yeah. And uh, I get like spelling Javante in long drives, that sort of thing with a guy like Melvin. But I just feel like Javante should be the guy out there. That's the that's you know that's your workhorse. That's your future uh, in the backfield, and and it's just not happening the way I would like it to. However, you know they did win, so you know I can I can let them give them a pass this week. But I'm just hoping that we see Javante's usage go up because I think that it's essential to this team being more uh, efficient offensively. You know, at the end of the day, that's where, like, what we're looking at. You know, Javante averaged 3.9 yards a carry versus Melvin's 2.2, yep. you know. Um, and that adds up. You know, that adds up. 2.2 is pretty terrible. 3.9 isn't great, but uh, it's significantly better than 2.2. Um, and that's kind of how it's it's felt throughout these first few games. Um, I don't know, you know, and I feel like the offensive line, at least in the running game, has done a nice job. Yeah. Um, is it my have I thought they think they do? I think they've been stellar throughout this these few first few games. Now, you know, I think there's room for growth and improvement. Um, but yeah, I mean, the running game they've been solid, you know, and I think that that it's still something we're underutilizing. Um, but you know. We'll see. We'll see how this offense continues to to evolve. I think that there's, uh, you know, obviously they're going to have to make some changes. We'll see what that looks like uh, moving forward. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do think that their focus on the split is to really keep Javante from wearing. Um. Yeah. Because you saw Mike Boone get the most snaps that he's gotten, right? That like that was interesting to me because normally. Yeah, he's not really sifting that. Plus, he was a monster on special teams. Kudos to our man, Mike Boone, for balling out of his mind on special teams. It was necessary and appreciated. But I I wonder about that. I would agree with you. I like having a guy like Melvin, that type of player, as your 1B. I think the problem is he is a... um, He thinks he's a 1A player. And good for him, right? Like He thinks he's a, a starting player. And I think with that mentality, the probably it probably presses the team to continue to make sure he's getting you know forty to forty five percent of the carries. When maybe, as evidenced by what we saw yesterday, that you know that isn't what's best for the team. So I would agree with you. I think it's something. Hopefully, you know they figure out. And if Melvin's going to get carries, he's got to hold on the ball. You can't be the reason why, or almost the reason why, the team loses. Like that would have been two, you know, two games out of three games where you fumbling the ball was the difference in the game. Yeah, for sure. The only the other thing, and kind of looking at this depth chart, that is concerning, and is something that they've got to figure out how to uh, spell is. Obviously, Courtney Sutton's your top receiver, mm-hmm. eight receptions. Your second top receiver is Melvin Gordon with five receptions. Your third 
leading receiver is, as far as receptions go, is Javante Williams with three. So that's two of your highest receivers are running backs. Obviously, that wasn't working yesterday. We saw how many times did he got, get thrown into the flat and those crazy athletic linebackers and safeties for um, the Niners get out there and, and, and smother those plays. You know, it's concerning. I don't know if the, if what it is. And, I, you know, I'm not a film study guy. I don't go in and break down every play. I'd be interested to see how often Judy's getting open and if, if he's just being missed. Uh, Albert Ogwegbunam has been a non-factor basically yep. in three games. Yeah. Um, Kendall Hinton had one one reception and it, it was clutch. It was that big scramble towards the end of the game on that drive. Um, but you know the the usage of the receivers is a little concerning too, as outside of Cortland, which mm-hmm. we assumed was going to be our our top receiver. But two receptions for Jerry Judy. That's got to they got to fix that. You know, one that one tipped pass that could make us feel a whole lot better about that uh, number, but two receptions for 17 yards and one reception for 27 yards from the only other receivers that caught balls. Right. That's, that's tough to stomach. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. Right. And it's like, and you know, our, our, our guy say Bettinger, right. Has been pounding the table for a vet receiver. And I'm a little hesitant, was a little hesitant to get on the wagon. Yeah. And again, get in the wagon. Uh, it's he, we didn't realize how how much you'd miss Tim Patrick. Right. And I think this until I think this game was uh you wish you had that guy. You know, you wish you you had a guy who you could rely on to catch the damn ball. You know, yeah. and, and that that part's hard. So you know, there's guys out there like uh, Will Fuller. Yeah. That receiver still only twenty eight. Let's skip past Laquan Treadwell because, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know, there's some some older vets out there. Willie Sneed, um, Adam Humphreys, who's a you know nice slot slot player. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson, yeah. if you really want kind of a deep threat, uh, the ghost of Muhammad Sanu, probably not what you want. Um, but you know, there's got to be something. There's got to right. be something out there that would. You know, a vet on a practice squad, you know, go hunting. I think they got to bring in someone or something or give some of the young guys some run, you know. Uh, right, Jalen right. Virgil, uh, this passing game has to get more dynamic. And, you know, Cortland Sutton at some point is going to go on an injured list for uh, achy back and bad shoulders because he's carrying carrying <laughs> the entire outfit. Um, That's true. So, and I think it's at least, what, till week four? At least till week four, till Greg Dulcich can get activated, I believe. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's not any even like in-house support coming, right? And uh, you know, KJ's still working his way back. You know, right now he's kind of like a he's a decoy essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice if that wasn't the case, but right now that's where it is. So they should kick the tires on on something. I think they owe it to to Ross in this offense to hack it as a play caller to give, you know, at least stir the pot a little bit, make some guys feel uncomfortable. And yeah, you know, Jerry, Jerry has to, Jerry has to step up and be that dude. You know, they really don't have anyone else and hopefully he can. So if not, you know, they got to make a choice on his option yeah. next year. And if, uh, you know, if this is the best that we get, 
hard pass probably. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Jerry Judy, but let's do it on the other side. We talked offense. We're going to take a break. We're going to talk defense and Jerry Judy on the other side. So stick with us uh, as we head into our beer time segment. Victory Monday. And to cap off the Broncos' victory, it's time to do what we like to do best drink beer. It's beer time. That's right, baby. It's beer time. Now, Doc, I understand that you had a little snafu (laughs) with your beer purchasing experience. It's true. Uh, This happens to the best of us. It does. You know, sometimes we. You know, I had to drink a cider last time because I didn't have a beer that I thought I had. And this time you got to sit out. So I've got to do beer time solo today, which is okay. Right. I uh, I like to drink beer with people. And I like to drink beer by myself sometimes, which makes me sound a little bit like an alcoholic. But, <laughs> you know, it's delicious. It's like drinking water that has a lot more calories. Uh, today, I am rocking the Little Rascal, which is a take on the White Rascal from Avery. Um, so I'm pretty excited to check that out. White Rascal is not always my favorite. It's a Belgian wit beer, um, which is funny because I always say that I like the Belgian style beers. But this is one, the the wit beer is one that I'm not com- completely on board with yet. We'll see if this changes my mind. But it says, inspired by our love for our white rascal, the beer and the trickster, our brewers got up to some shenanigans of their own. While playing around with some variations on our perennial favorite, they stumbled upon Little Rascal. The addition of Citron Limon, Meyer Lemon, and Lemon Drops Hops all make this session ale delightful and crushable year-round. Welcome to the lighter side of mischief. Uh, It says, descriptors, playful, crushable, and mischief. That's funny. I've never seen them do that, but I like that. So it's a mischievous beer, whatever that means. And it's crushable, apparently, which is a term we like to use around here. Um, Yeah. And I've never heard of lemon drop hops. So I'm guessing there's some sort of uh, citric tie to that. I'd be interested to learn a little bit more about that. Um, It is 4.5 ABV. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, ale with natural Meyer lemon flavored and other natural flavors, though it doesn't really say what the other natural flavors are. <laughs> Trust uh, us, is what it says. It's only 100 calories, yeah. which is nice. That's a, yeah. that's a good number for a beer. So it should be light, should be crisp, should have some citrus. Let's pop this baby open. And Let's see. Out. Let's go, baby. Pop the crack. Watch it, Envy. come through it sounded good on my end yeah a little soft on my end i'm getting a little bit of i mean there's definitely lemon in here which we yeah by the descriptor could could expect um it smells a little bit like that line and kugel summer shandy 
is what it kind of reminds me of. Mm. Uh, so we'll see. Popping it open. Cheers. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. All right. All right. There's something that had so many lemon descriptors. I expected some tartness. It's not really there. There's not really any tartness there, which is interesting. I thought hmm. that it would be a little tart. I also thought it'd be a little sweet. Not really sweet either. Um, <laughs> usually with the fruit beers, you can expect one or the other. Uh, it's just kind of, it's definitely in the, the aroma. Like if you smell it, it smells lemony. I expected more lemon flavor, to be honest. I'm going to go mm. back in and just see if, if maybe my palate deceived me the first time. Nope. Nope, didn't really deceive me. There's a little bit. There's a little bit on the tongue, but that's about all the lemon you get. As hmm. far as the beer goes, I would say it's crushable. You know, um, you know, White Rascal for me always kind of lacked a little bit of uh, flavor. I don't know if flavors. That's probably not a nice word to use, but like a little character. You know, it, it just seemed kind of like one note. Mm-hmm. This kind of feels the same way with just a tiny bit of lemon. Um, I like Avery. I like the beers generally. White Rascal's just never been my favorite for whatever reason. Uh, people seem to love it, and so maybe I'm the crazy one. But I'm gonna give this one a little L. It's not gross. Um, I can drink it. If someone offered me one at a, a party or barbecue or something, I'd drink it. Probably wouldn't go back for another one. But uh, it is very crushable. So if you wanted to just get through it quick. You can just throw it back. So okay. there's some perks to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, a little underwhelming overall. Uh, yeah, let's keep it real here. Yeah, we keep it real. We keep it real. So next time we're gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to hunt out some some bangers because uh, I feel like they've been in in short supply lately. I think we got a little. We we've been a little adventurous some of our picks you were doing some fruit heavy picks for a while mm-hmm. i was kind of getting away from the things that i normally like because i'm like oh this is interesting maybe i think i just need to get back into like i need a paleo i need an ipa i need you know a triple or something that i'm really gonna like and then we can get some w's back yeah i agree but i would say i think two weeks ago we had one that was two a two w episode which uh it doesn't always happen so it doesn't nice. and it feels like it's been a bit it does. It does. Well, uh, let's end beer time here, and we will come back and talk Jerry Judy and the Denver Broncos defense on the other side.
And we're back in segment three, the final segment of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk specifically about Jerry Judy for a few reasons. A, he got into some Twitter beef with uh, with the Broncos <laughs> legend. Um, basically, Shannon Sharp, uh, you know, a legendary Broncos tight end, said Jerry Judy does all this route running but doesn't catch the ball. And Jerry uh, shot back and said that his uh, he does all the talking, but his his breath smells like his ass. Basically, <laughs> that is exactly what he said. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he made another comment last night on Twitter that seemed to have something to do with that. It's hard to say. Um, but overall, I'm wondering what Jerry Judy's legacy has been thus far, and what it will be moving forward. And I think at the time, it was a pick we were excited about. I was excited for that first-round receiver. Jerry Judy, I think, um, at that time was your wide receiver one. Or maybe, if not, he was your, your wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, he hasn't been wide receiver one or two from that class, uh, unfortunately. And, and it's probably further down the line than even that. I wonder what your feeling is about Jerry Judy, kind of the the player, and you know, if you were to to talk to get Jerry Judy one on one, and kind of pick his brain a little bit, what uh, what you see his trajectory moving forward would be. Let's see. What do I see it now? Right now, I see it as a guy who pays attention to the noise, and when you do that. Because you can't give your, you can't give one hundred percent of attention to multiple things, right? You just can't. Right. So when you're focusing on, instead of, you know, your your craft getting better, you, you're already losing. And I don't. My what I would focus on is, you got to be accountable. Yeah, you're running a lot of routes. Your production's low. So why is that? And what can I do for my production to be impactful? It doesn't mean you got to go for eight catches and a hundred yards and a touchdown every game, but are you there in the biggest moments? Are you where you're supposed to be? Cause right now something's off and yeah. it has been for a while. You kind of thought maybe it was bad quarterbacking. You got Russell Wilson now. And though he hasn't been stellar, he hasn't been bad. And so what, you know, what can we do to improve there? Mike, concern is i don't know that he's gonna figure it out yeah i just i don't know because usually it takes it takes something big for us to change our behavior and when you got millions in the bank you've been told for for years now that you're the guy you're the guy you're the guy whether that's at alabama it's high school all that stuff and then getting a slice of humble pie in the nfl if you don't see that as humble pie and accept it and embrace it then you simply just think it's people being haters right as evidenced by shannon sharp who is a hall of famer right potentially the best receiving tight end ever yeah Yeah. right uh and so my he knows a little bit about what he's talking about and uh he knows a little bit about broncos football and the expectation of the standard maybe just maybe Just maybe you could <laughs> take a nugget out of that, regardless of whether it's sarcastic or frustrating or whatever that might be, and recognize that you got to get better. 
instead of being defensive and and Twitter beefing back with a guy like you're not going to lose a Twitter, but you're not going to lose. You're not going to beat Shannon Sharp in a smack off. Like it's just not going to happen. He's literally the best. (laughs) I don't know, man. You know, he's got an opportunity right now to, to be that guy. They're going to start rolling coverage to, to Corlin Sutton. They haven't, they will. Right. And is Jerry going to capitalize on that? And he hasn't so far, which is, it's not great. That's not great. It's not, it's something that I'm worried about. The the problem is too, like he's got, you know, not too much longer on on his contract. Like you said, they were going to have to decide whether they pick up an option or not. He's historically been injured. So that potentially gives him even less time. Uh, You know, if moving forward, he's unable, unable to stay healthy. It gives him less time to make an impact. I'm hoping that he stays healthy, you know, for for his own sake and for the Broncos sake. Mm Because I think they're, better with him out there. Uh, but he has dropped some balls. He has, if we're being real, you know, and he, he hasn't been clutch yet. You know, he, he, every once in a while, he'll have a nice reception. He'll take it, uh, you know, quite a ways downfield, get some yardage. Um, he hasn't been valuable in the red zone really at all. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot lacking there. And so I wonder he's got this has got to be the time for him to capitalize like you said he's got to be able to to take advantage of this time with a new quarterback to build some chemistry um and and put himself in a position to be valuable or else someone else is just gonna i'm sure he won't end up on the street after his his stint with the broncos he'll end up somewhere else but then he's got to start all over you know with a new new everything and and some guys they need that and they thrive. Some guys don't recover from that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as, as, as frustrated, as frustrating as he can be for me personally, as a, as a fan watching, um, I want him to succeed because this team is better if he's good. This team is better if he's productive, you know? And so I'm not rooting against the guy. I would never do that because I want this team to be good, but he needs to, he needs to step up. Yep. He couldn't couldn't agree more. It's it's it is that time that he really needs to, you know, find himself. It's not like for the Broncos, right? The Broncos, the fifteenth overall selection, and you, you haven't got because of bad quarterback play. You haven't got the most out of him. Obviously, he was injured some last year, so he's he has been a, um, you know, week one. You got to see kind of what he could do it just feels like it was so far away. Right. So week yeah. one, it looks great. Last couple of games, uh, you know, got injured in week two, week three, kind of non-existent. That said, it was a really, really good 49er defense. Um, I bet he's probably frustrated that, that, you know, his, his impact wasn't, um, wasn't felt more. Mm-hmm. That said, you know, he's got a, that said, you, you can't be, you know, you, you can't be soft mentally in the in the f- way of uh, of really letting other people dictate how you think about you or what's next, right? What's the meeting rooms where your coaches, what your quarterbacks say? Mm-hmm. In the end, that's the those are the haters, right? Those are the people you gotta you gotta appease or combat or maneuver around what they're saying, right? What does where does Russ need you to be? That's what matters, right? right? Where does Zach Azani, What does Nathaniel Hackett, Outen, 
Like what, what are the voices within the building telling you about your performance? That's what really should worry. And the fact that, you know, he's quick to Twitter after a win to get caught up in some beef with, uh, you know, with a radio TV personality. Just goes to show kind of where, you know, at the moment where his priorities lie. Yeah. And I will say, just kind of looking at this this draft class, um, you know, he was 15th overall. The receiver, looks like only one receiver was taken ahead. It was, it was Henry Ruggs, which obviously we know how that ended. Um, we don't need to to get into that. But we're looking at guys like Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, uh, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., um KJ, well, KJ is on our team, but guys like that that have been, even Van Jefferson with Los Angeles that have been arguably more productive. You know, these are guys that have, were taken later uh, in the draft. And obviously, you know, you, you have guys like that every year where guys, Justin Jefferson's insane, right? Like, right. you know, they struggled with that. There's going to be guys like that. But when you're at that value, there's that pressure to, to be good. Uh, and maybe that, Maybe you're just not ready for, quite ready for that. Uh, time will tell, though. Uh, let's move back to the Broncos versus the 49ers. A win, and largely because of our defensive unit. Uh, this defense has been, I don't know, uh, uh, there's not enough positive descriptors. <laughs> they've been tough. They've been, they've been gritty. They've created turnovers. They've done everything that you need this group to do to keep you competitive. Um, who did you see in the game last night, specifically that uh, on the defensive end that, that stood out? Uh, Brandon Gregory, man, that was the, that's one a for me. There were yeah. a lot. This was one of those games where so many guys had really fantastic games. Um, Randy Gregory just, it continues to show George Payton's, Eye for talent, right? And uh, why'd you pick him over? I don't hear anyone clamoring for Chandler Jones right now. Right. That's true. I mean, hopefully not. If, if you are, <laughs> you're wrong. Um, and, and that contract's going to look great. It looks good now. It's going to look better in a year or two when, uh, you, you know, when those things are going. So I, that he was phenomenal. That's my, that's my one. You got to give a shout out to our guy, Mike Purcell. Who, yeah, he was an absolute monster. And if they can get that kind of play from from Mike with uh, with the way that Bradley Chubb and and uh, DJ Jones and what Draymond can bring to the the table, you know that that front five is just it's they're really they're really good at the football, Bobby. They're really good at the football. They, they are. I liked it, you know, and against a team that averaged coming into the game 180 yards rushing. And that's kind of where the game was won, in my opinion, was the, you know, they gave up one run of 37 yards and, you know, about 50 yards the rest of the game. Yeah, that that run was in the first drive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you thought it was going to be downhill from there. And it really wasn't. So right now, you know, they're third in, in yards allowed per game, about 250. I mean that's uh that's that is pretty good. It's pretty dang good, regardless of who you played yeah. or who you haven't played. Um and uh and it feels like they can only get better. So I really like what the, the defensive front did. They can give gold stars all over the place. Who was your 
you know, who is kind of your 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 fave? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Randy Gregory was obviously a good choice. Um, Patrick Sertan continues to be a, a lockdown monster. Um, Debo Samuel had a good first first drive also, and then from then on, he was he was pretty much shut down the rest of the game. Um, from, from next gen stats, Passer Tan did not allow a reception on six targets, tied for the most targets without a reception allowed in a game since 2001. Wow, he's special, man. He's, he's special. I think, I think you know, everyone's starting to realize it, uh, not just locally, but but uh, nationally too. Yep, yep. He's allowed the fourth lowest passer rating in the NFL since being drafted. Wow. That's insane. It's fifty nine point eight. 59.8. If you just take a snap, throw the ball in the dirt, it's like a 35 or something. Right. right. Hey, dear uh, goodness gracious. It, it just harkens back to the, the Champ Bailey era here and having half of that half of that field just they're not gonna look that way. They're not they they looked that way early. You defended a few passes and then the rest of the game, you know, you didn't worry about that at all. You know, and you know, like and like going. Champ, he he tackles well, right? Like yeah. he, you saw that in uh in week one against DK. Right? What did he get? Like seven catches for 35 yards or something? <laughs> right. Right? He had no yak, like three yards. He just he fell forward one time. So I mean that to me is just he's complete. The guy is complete and elite. You yeah. know, he can do both those things. He's good at everything. He is uh he is a special, special player, that's for sure. I want to give a little love to uh, Taquan Williams. I think he had a really nice game. Um, you know, he's he's one of those players that we brought over that we we knew was going to be valuable. Uh, and he, uh, outside of uh, offensive pass interference touchdown in the first drive, uh, was was all over the place. He was on assignment. Um, I think he did a a really nice job. You know, he didn't seem to be out of place to auction. Often and Kareem, Kareem was great too. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was kind of your your much needed, you know, Kareem game. PJ Locke was phenomenal. You know, yeah. the force fumble at the end. I thought he played really well. Josie Jewell, I got really frustrated one time because I felt like it was like a bear hug fall down tackle for um, where Wilson was able to get a first down that I thought Josie yeah. could have filled it. And that was like my one gripe was you know he didn't tackle him hard enough. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then he explodes all over the place. Three pass rushes, two, two, wait, he had three pressures on all of them, two quarterback hits and a sack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, Nick, like chill out. The guy balled out. Like he was, yeah. he was really good. He kind of saw, you know, the kind of difference. Alex Singleton played pretty well, in my opinion, the first two weeks, but you saw the difference of what Josie brings outside yeah. of, you know, bad schematics were, were Debo, is lined up in the backfield, which then makes it Josie's responsibility, right? He gets gets caught on the wheel. Um, outside of that, you know, or you put that on Josie. He right. he was he was really really good. It it's kind of it, how cool is it where you're like I can point to every layer of the defense and and someone played real well, right? Yeah. Riley Chubb played well again. Um, you know, both your outside guys got sacks. They played well. Mike Purcell stepped in for uh, for DJ, who who was you know phenomenal when he was in there and played out of his mind. Your inside linebackers were great. Your corners were you know were all over the place. 
just complete, complete, you know, defensive domination. And that was, uh, you know, kind of brings back the feels of 2015, right? Your offense does just enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your defense almost does all of it, right? You get a, you get a safety and a pick six on the same play. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> How many times you're like, no, no, we don't want the safety. Like, we don't want the safety. Keep it. Right, right, exactly. It was, uh, you know, it's 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 special what they what they did and what they have done so far. Hopefully, they can, you know, stay healthy and to think, you know, it's without arguably the best safety in the NFL. I know. I was going to say that too. Where we don't have Justin Simmons in there, and uh, he was. I mean, I mean, arguably our best player last year on on defense altogether. Probably the best player for this team, period, right? Right, right. Yep. I think you could definitely make that argument. Um, so when he comes back, about week eight is when you expect this team to be clicking, you know. Uh, hopefully he's, he's able to be back by then. But Yeah, all the, all the word is he's going to be back week five. Okay, perfect. Or, so uh, or after week five. He's only going to miss the four games. So um, let's go. Let's go. Let's watch this defense uh, feast a little bit. Uh, I do. I do want to throw in some special teams talk because they were really good. And they we were really good. To say that in a long time. We no, and we definitely weren't saying it last week, right? There was some significant issues. Montreal Washington didn't know to be on the field. Um, you know, some some real big issues. Their coverage team was. They were great. Yeah. Waitman was. Uh, what did our, our friend Zach Seegers put? He had eight eight punts where he pinned them inside the 20. And of the two, he didn't punted from, I think, inside his, his own 20. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Broncos own something. One was at the three-yard line. The other one was, I like, the 15. And uh, five, I think, were inside the 15 that he, that he pinned San Francisco down. I mean, he took his coaching well, right? He got challenged yeah. by Dwayne Stukes last week and uh, – and really, really was a difference. I agree with you. It's uh, it's nice to see. Mike nice Boone. See. Mike Boone was a guy I noticed. Mike, Mikey Boone. Let's he's, go. He's been, he's been uh, killing it. He's he's one of our gunners, and he's the first one down the field every time. It's amazing. Uh, I love that addition, even though he hasn't contributed very much uh, on the offensive side of the ball. It's aside for some really nice blocking. Mm-hmm. Um, he, man, he was impressing me. He was the first one down there. He, you know, he caused one or two fair catches. He was on top of the ball. He was around it when he needed to be around it. He wasn't out of his lane. I mean, he was someone that I, I had noticed, uh, which is funny because I don't typically notice that sort of thing because right. of special teams. But, you know, when it's done well, you notice it. It Yeah. Or or you notice it when it's not, right? It's the, <laughs> right, right. Um, so right now, Waitman is third in the NFL with with punts inside the twenty. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty dang good, man. You know, it's pretty I'll dang good. It. Yep, I will too. For a for a, a kid, we we got for pretty cheap. We saved some money, uh, making that change. It's uh, it seems to be a positive change. You know, I mean, the the question was asked, right? Was the you know was it just money, and the Broncos insisted that it wasn't, um, but you know it. It looks like, really looks like that. Uh, they made the they made the right call, and you know Sam Martin is a good punter. 
and he's probably going to do fine when the Buffalo Bills ever actually punt. They punted four times so far. (laughs) (laughs) Four times. It's insane. But uh, you know what? The the big leg, the left foot gives people some issues. Uh, I think the special teams definitely earned their keep. They uh, got to make sure we're hitting – get our our kicking game a little bit better. Um, Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, what do you do? What can you do? It can't all be perfect, right? can't all be perfect, right? Uh, And uh, there's a lot to grow on, but I think that we have come to the end of this segment. Any closing thoughts on on this game overall? You know, sacks are back, which is nice. You know, that was an area where the Broncos hadn't been that good. It it spread around, so I think – the league leaders have 12 the Broncos have nine. So they are you know, kind of right up there. Turnovers are starting to happen. We talked about that after the first couple of, the ball just wasn't bouncing their way in this game. It did kind of law of averages work out a little bit. I think if the team continues to, to play the way, the way that they are on defense, I think it will positively impact the offense, right? Short fields, three and outs, that kind of stuff, get the offense back in rhythm. So uh, I, I think it's something to feel good about. Broncos are tied for first place in the AFC West. Road trip to to Vegas up next weekend, which uh, I will be there for. Yeah, let's I'm go for you. That'll be dope. And uh, you know what? Let's keep Josh McDaniels upset. I would love that. I would absolutely I love that. It's it feels a little scary, but I think we're gonna we're gonna pull it out. Yeah, uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that next later episode. this week. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and and I'll just echo. You know, turnover differential has been good so far. You know, I think we've ended up with a positive differential the last two games, only a minus one in that Seattle game. Um, and yeah, I just I, I, penalty penalties have been better. Penalties were better yesterday. Mm-hmm. They need to continue to trend that way. But those are those are positives you can take away from this game and say, okay, we're seeing growth. It may not be the quick growth that we want it to be, but we have things that we've improved on. Uh, we, of course, mean the Broncos player, um, as I do every week. Yep. Um, but you know they've they've improved on on things, and you can only improve on on you can't fix everything at once, right? right. So I think uh, Broncos fans, be happy. You're in first place. Enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the wins while they come, because they're not guaranteed in this league. Um, but thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate you, as always. Um, make sure that if you want to interact, you can reach out to at orange underscore and underscore brew on Twitter or hit us up on our individual Twitter handles that we uh, said earlier in the pod. Uh, we're happy to talk beer. We're happy to talk football, uh, answer questions. Uh, maybe we'll do another uh, uh, fan question segment this week or next week because we always like doing that. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you are kind to one, in- one another out there. Be safe and go Broncos. Go Broncos. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.